Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Bill Michael Show. Enjoying the day. Somewhat of a bizarre day. We'll talk more about that coming up. Also, Antonio Brown's back at it again. Some stupidity there. But in the meantime, uh, we uh, talk about this Green Bay Packers season thus far, sitting at 3-1. and one. But how good really are they? Rob Reichel now joining us on the hotline. Rob, how you been, pal? I've been great. How are you, Billy? I'm good. Uh, other than the fact that I got a call from the grave last night, I guess. Uh, some guy that I used to know called me last night and left a voicemail, but apparently he died in July of this year, so I have no idea what the hell's going on there. So weirdness yeah. in my world. Yeah, weirdness. Yes. Almost, almost um, as weird as the Sunday in our state, right? Yes, uh, because we've got a, a weird Sunday that we w- witnessed a really weird offensive output in the game this past week. And then upcoming, it's going to be an early call as they go to London, which they have never done before. So it's it's going to be a little disjointed, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, get, first of all, give me your son three and one and they have not played by far their best football. Well, I, I guess we don't know that answer, right? I mean, they, they've played the football yeah. they've played. Is, is, is the, are these going to be the 2022 Packers? We'll, we'll certainly, you know, find out more. And I, I know the fan base frets a little bit over everything that goes on. But the bottom line is that, you know, they are 3-1 and one and they're winning games. And, and, and have they been pretty? Are they getting style points? No, I, you know, absolutely not. I mean, they've scored 75 points, Bill, in, in four games. I mean, the last time they've had that few of points after – you know, four games, you got to go back to Mike McCarthy's first season in 06. They had 67 through four games that season. So the offense is clearly, you know, nowhere near the level that, that they want it to be. They, they've caught some breaks, right? You know, they got the bears early, um, which is, which is clearly a rebuilding team with, with a, with a young quarterback and no wide receivers. Uh, they saw Tampa Bay in week three, a team without any wide receivers. They, they got to face Bailey Zappi the other day, right? And they're going to go to London now and, and, and no one knows if Jones or Taylor or any of those quarterbacks are going to be able to give it a go for, for the Giants. So they're certainly catching some breaks on the injury injury front. But but the bottom line is, is, is what, do you, what do you do with those breaks, right? And and they're taking full advantage, and, and they're winning football games, which is really all about September, you know, what, what September and October are about, right? Getting yourself in a good position for the postseason. I mean, Billy, do I think they're as good as the Eagles – you know, the, the, the 49ers, probably Tampa Bay when they're healthy. No, I, I don't at this point in time, but, but it doesn't matter, right? It's October 4th, and, and what's going to matter is, is what do you look like when, when the calendar turns in 2023? Can you have one of those top two, three, four seeds, get a home game or two along the way and, uh, you know, take advantage then? That, that, that's really all that matters to people around here, right? No, nobody cares at the end of the day, you know, if you win the NFC North, you know, what, what you did in September and October, what kind of fast start or, you know, tricky start you got off to. All, all anyone's going to remember when the 2022 year is over is what did the Packers do when they saw Tampa in the playoffs? What did they do when they saw San Francisco or Philly or whoever it turns out to be, you know, in the postseason? And they're positioning themselves, you know, to, to be in a good spot for that, Bill, even though, again, it hasn't been overly pretty up until this point. The uh, the the passing game. We talked about this the other day. You know, there's not a legitimate deep threat. Christian Watson certainly has the speed, but doesn't have the confidence. So, can, you know, Aaron Rodgers said it at the podium. We can't continue to win this way. What has to happen, in your opinion? 
boy. I mean, I mean, I, I, I first of all, you know, with all due respect, I, I mean, I do disagree with Aaron a little bit on that. I, I think they can continue to win ugly. I think they can win some more 14, 12 games like they did against Tampa Bay. I, I you know, I, I think, you know, that they've had the Giants and the Jets and the Redskins coming up or, or the Commanders, I'm sorry, in the next three games. And, um, you know, the, the those are – I, I know the Giants have a three and one record. I know the Jets are five hundred, but you know these, these these are not strong football teams. They're going to see in the next three weeks, Billy. And and I I think there'll be continue to be some growing pains for the offense, but they can win football games. And and I'd be very surprised if they're not six and one three weeks from now, and, and you know and sitting at least in the standings in in real good position. What do they need to have happen? You know to to eventually become a real threat to win the NFC, they need these young receivers to grow up very quickly, right? I mean, I will say this, you know, for his problems holding on to the football, you know, whether it's, you know, it's the ball security and the fumbles are just flat out catching the ball, Dubs is off to a solid start, Bill. He's got 19 catches. Um, I know his yards per catch aren't great. It's, it's under 10, but, you know, when you, when, when, when you add that out through the course of the year, Dubs is on pace for 81 catches, which anybody – you know, when when the year started, if you would have said they would have gotten 80 catches from one of these rookie wide receivers, I think most of us would have said you're nuts. But but they need Dubs to continue to develop. I mean, Bill, I I do think he's going to be a bona fide, legitimate number one wide receiver in this league. But we're probably looking at 2024, maybe 2023 when that happens. Asking him to get that done in 2022 is is going to be you know probably next to impossible. They need Christian Watson to do more than kind of gimmick stuff. Uh, Bill, run, run, run these, run these deep routes where they just throw it up to him like they, like Favre used to do with Corey Bradford or Rogers did with MVS, um, you know, or, or give them the ball uh, in the in the run game. They, they, they need Christian Watson to develop a little bit more with the route tree where he can, you know, he can actually go in there and be a bonafide uh, wide receiver in terms of route running, Bill, which he isn't at yet. You know, we know this well. The rest of that group in the wide receiver room is rather pedestrian. Alan Lazard's a two or three on most rosters. Cobb's probably not on most football teams. Sammy Watkins is hurt all the time, et cetera, et cetera. That's Bill. I, I just, I think this is their formula for 2022. They're going to hammer away in the run game, which we all know, and and they can be dynamic uh, in in that in that area of the football game. I mean, Aaron Jones is at seven yards per rush right now, Bill, which is a ridiculous number. Um, and and they're getting what they want out of AJ Dillon. I know that the yards per run aren't high, but he's wearing defenses out. I, so, again, I, I think, you know, with, with a defense that, that is right now, it, you know, in the top five and in most key statistical categories, I think they're fifth in total and seventh in points, Billy. Um, you win with a run game, you win with defense, and, and you pick your spots in the passing game. So, I, I, I'll be honest, I, you know, to your initial question, I, I disagree with Rodgers a little bit because I, I think right now this is the formula to win football games for Green Bay in 2022. They can, I agree, when you get to the postseason, if you can run the football, you're going to go far. You can control the clock. You can keep your defense off the field. Uh, and what uh, Aaron Jones has done this year is is amazing. So I, I completely agree with you, especially with the fact that your offensive line eventually is going to be solidified, barring any additional injury. Everybody's going to kind of get back into a rhythm. You can only see that getting better. And hopefully Robert Tanya gets more worked into the offense as well. Do they need to make a move? I mean, we know that uh, there's a lot of talk now about OBJ starting to uh, kind of feel it. He was with the Giants uh, over the weekend. There might be a reunion there. Some people are speculating where he ends up. Would you go after him if he was available and if he could play? I don't like a guy coming off the knee like like he is, Bill. I mean, I 
But, it, you know, again, it, it's so out of character for Green Bay to do something like that. But, again, that's, that they have to know internally they're on a year-to-year deal right now for the most part with Aaron Rodgers. So, so I would certainly say the chances of them being active at the trade deadline are going to go up or be higher than they are in a normal year under under Ted Thompson or Brian Gutekunst up until now because I I think the sense of urgency that level has to you know has has to really be increased knowing that Rodgers is you know really at a year to year point in in his career right now. Um, Billy, what I'd let this do is play out over the next three four weeks. I mean, a month from now or you know when we get to the end of October and we're at the trade deadline. You know, we're looking at uh, there's going to be eight to ten teams that are two and five or worse where you can go and maybe pluck a number one wide receiver or even teams, you know, in in the 500 range where you've got a guy on an expiring contract, for example, and you know that team isn't going to resign him where you can rent a player, uh, you know, coming down the stretch. I, 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 I'll still say this, Bill, I, knowing the history of Green Bay, and you know it extremely well, like I do, it would it would really be out of character for them. My best guess is still that they're going to roll the dice, and, and this is their roster for 2022. But it, but it, but it would seem like the kind of a year if you're ever going to do anything, this is the year to go ahead and do it if you're the Packers. Defensively speaking, by the way, we're talking with Rob Reichel of uh, Conley Media, Forbes.com. You can read his stuff there. Plenty of books on the Packers as well, at Rob Reichel over on Twitter. Defensively speaking, uh, give me your thoughts. I thought uh, that this past game was not one of Kenny Clark's best, uh, but Rashawn Gary continues to improve. And surprisingly, Preston Smith and the numbers for him have not been there as far as over the first four games. Well, you know, you touched on run offense earlier, right, with Jones and Dylan, and how Green Bay seems to have that. Uh, you know, part of the equation figured out and that formula uh, really works in their favor. The number one concern on the defensive side of the ball, again, is stopping the run. They've, they haven't been good in the LaFleur era, you know, dating back to Raheem Mostert in that whole 2019 season. And it's always an issue they're trying to get fixed. And it was obviously, obviously again, the other day against, uh, you know, New England. Now, now the Patriots went jumbo a number of times and hammered away with a couple of pretty good running backs and, and a solid offensive line. Um, but, but Green Bay was beat up up front, and and that that just can't continue. Um, and, and and especially you talk January football. Um, you know when when you would see a team like San Francisco who's going to absolutely want to want to play that style of football. Tampa Bay might want to play that style of football with with Leonard Fournette. Um, Philly might want to play that kind of football. Uh, Green Bay's got to get that fixed. The rest of that defense, Bill. I, I you know I bet I've been impressed with because again they they've been dinged. Jair missed the other day. They lose Amos in the in the middle of that game. Um, you know, and, and, and here we are They're you know, they're sitting seventh in the league in points. I mean, the reason they're three and one bill is they've only given up 69 points. Um, and, and, and if it was a normal green Bay defense right now that we've seen over the last 10 or 15 years, this would probably be a one and three football team, the way the offense has struggled. So the, the defense is undoubtedly held up its end of the bargain. I, I, I think on your show earlier in the summer, I, I, you know, I predicted Rashawn Gary would be defensive player of the year. And I, and I think he's on pace for that. Uh, Bill with five sacks through four games. I mean, the guy's looking at 20 plus sacks when the year is all done. He, you know, he, he's up there in the top three right now in, in the league. I think Bosa passed him last night in San Francisco, but I think Rashawn's going to challenge for that title through the course of the year. They they can get after quarterbacks. They've got difference makers at every level. Um, even even when they suffer an injury like J- Jair Alexander, Billy, uh, you know, they're deep enough to cover for that. And, and again, they're going to catch some breaks coming up here now in the schedule, right, with, with Giants, Jets, and Commanders over, over the next right. three games where they can get some of this stuff fixed and, and corrected before they hit the real meat of their schedule, right, which comes up 
you know, I, I think it's that trip to Buffalo, uh, you know, in, in, in week seven there. The, uh, the special teams, tell me how much better you think they look. Well, I'd still like to see a different return guy. I'll be honest with you, but, but in general, right. yes, they've, they've taken a, they've taken a major step. I, I just, I just don't think there's a lot of juice, a lot of zip there with Amari Rogers. I know he's in better shape, but he just, he, he, he seems to lack explosion and pop and they clearly have no faith in him whatsoever in the, in the past game. They're trying to turn him into a return guy that can, that can give him something. And his, his numbers aren't dreadful, Bill. They, they haven't been, haven't been terrible, but they're, they're also relatively mediocre. Um, so, um, you know, you want to talk, maybe making a move at the deadline, that wouldn't be a bad spot because you can feel a guy there pretty on the, on the cheap. You know, they've also got Kylan Hill probably coming back in the next couple of weeks, which might give them a lift um, at that, at that position too. But no, overall top to bottom, it, it's dramatically better. I mean, New England hit them for a couple of longer returns um, the other day. That, that was the first time you, you, you kind of saw any hemorrhaging of any sort, but it looked nothing in terms of the hemorrhaging like we've seen the, the last few years with, you know, the Zooks or the Modratons of the world running, running the ship here. They're, they're, they're pretty sound. They've, they, they've committed to that position, Bill, which, which I think was the, was the overall key, right? You, you wouldn't have seen guys like Ford and Nixon and people like that, even, you know, Levitt maybe even on the roster in, in past years. Um, because they don't offer you a ton from scrimmage. But here, you know, here Gutekunst fully understood if he was ever going to make those units better, he had to give, uh, you know, he had to give Fasachi a couple of guys that he could hang his hat on and, and just build his whole special teams around. And they've gone ahead and done that. And, and they've been respectable, you know, in, in terms of limiting returns, which have been a huge problem the last couple of years. You know, the punter has been really good uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, we're only four games in, Billy, but but they're in the middle of the pack, and, and we said all along, um, if they can just get in the middle of the pack and not lose football games um, in, in, instead of sitting at 32nd every other year, which is pretty much where they've been, it feels like, since since 2005, you know, you, you were going to see a massive upgrade then from from that group, and, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, Versace has got them in the middle of the pack, and, and I'll be honest, I, I, I think they've got a chance you know, to get better and better here as they get more accustomed and familiar, you know, with, with that new special teams coach, and, and maybe they could even make a run at the top ten before it's all over. Yeah, I look at special teams and Mason Crosby grades high when it comes to a field goal. Obviously uh, not great when it comes to touchbacks, but you also wonder whether or not that's the coverage unit. We've seen him be uh, able to kick touchbacks and gotten his legs gotten stronger since the beginning of the season to where he was. And then at times where they want to kick it into the corner, use the sideline as the 12th man. They want to get a, a younger return guy to try to bring it out. But their special teams unit, I mean, the, the couple highest players are Quay Walker, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes. Those are their best special teams teamers, so to speak. Right. But uh, they still rank 31st in the entire National Football League as an overall special teams unit, according to Pro Football Focus. Well, I saw some stuff. Like, so so they've dropped in, Billy. I haven't looked yet you know, since Sunday's game. They, they were as high as 16th in some other categories and some other rankings last week. So. Yeah. Uh, obviously, th- th- there's work to do, and, and you know, at the end of the day, we're we're going to all go to Gosselin's at, at the end of the year, and, and you know, the old Dallas Morning News stud reporter, and he's the one who kind of breaks it down. I didn't realize they were as low as 31 in PFF. So, what you know, it, again, it, it, it's going to be a work in progress. Here's the positive: they, you know, we we could sit here in past years and and nitpick and say, you know, boy, they they lost this game or they lost that game, right? You know, you you could you could you could hang the 20 
14 NFC Championship game on special teams if you wanted. You could hang the playoff loss last year against San Francisco on special teams if you wanted. You take the Bears game late last year, you know, at Lambeau Field, and Chicago had 200-plus return yards in the first half, and, and, and Green Bay found a way to win that football game. But had they lost, you could hang that on special teams. We haven't had one of those moments or games yet, you know, where through the course of the game you're saying, all right, if they lose this football game, it's going to be because – of special teams. So I, I do think Billy overall, they're trending in the right direction. There's obviously work to do, but, but it looks a lot better than it has in past seasons. Always good stuff, my friend. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon and enjoy the game in London. All right. You too, Bill. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. They go Rob Reichel joining us from uh, Forbes.com. Conley media uh, has written numerous Packers books, specifically Packer related. And always good to get him on the line, joining us uh, over on the hotline. So appreciate his time. Yeah, uh, Pat O'Donnell, uh, via Pro Football Focus, 68.8 ranking, which is in the good. Uh, 18 attempts, 850 yards, yards per average, 47.2, netting 41.6. His longest is 72. The return rate is 33%. He's got only one touchback. Uh, He's got two of them that he's booted out of bounds. Uh, two of them been downed inside the 20 um, and has been really, uh, really solid. And then you start to look at some of the other team reports when it comes to, say, field goal. Mason Crosby yet to miss one. He's 9 for 9 on extra points, 4 for 4 on field goals so far. He is 1 for 1 inside the 20 to, uh, inside the 30, tw- uh, 20 to 30 yards. 30 to 40 yards, he's 2 for 2. 40 to 50 yards, he's 1 for 1. So he has been perfect so far this season. Mason Crosby has. So special teams in those particular categories, which is the ones that are so blatantly scrutinized when we when we have an issue. And kick coverage, too, has not been uh, bad either. But uh, those have been, knock on wood, they've been good. So they, at least they've cured some of the ills so far. That plagued them from last season. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you know that uh, I love my new uh, Palo Windows and Doors. And you know that the, the door is basically what I'm what I'm loving on. But uh, it's been fantastic. And uh, just absolutely love the fact that they've got a lot of no interest deals. The Pella Now Pay Later deal going on. Uh, and you know the cold winds are coming. So you can get them measured right now. You can get them ordered right now. You can get them installed in a few, in about a month or so, maybe a little bit longer. But you know when the cold, really cold stuff, January, February, getting into March, when all that is really bitter, uh, man, get those windows in before then. Whew, get them in before then. One, they're going to be more economical. Two, your house is going to be warmer. And you're not going to hear the cold wind blowing through all the nooks, the crannies, the cracks. And you can keep them closed, locked tight at night, all that kind of good stuff. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PellaWI. That is 855-PellaWI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, they are not pretentious. They are not snooty. Nah, baby, nah. You and I aren't, so why should they be, right? They've won awards. They have the opportunity to be, but they choose not to be. Why? Because they're just like you and I. And what they want is for you and I to just enjoy their beverage. Whether it's the white wines, the red wines, um, they've got different Moscatos, but they've got ciders this time of year that are fantastic. But they just said, hey, look, however you enjoy wine, enjoy wine. They don't care if you take their award-winning wines and throw ice in there. Or if you put red wine in the fridge. Or if white wine is warm and you eat it with red meat. I, who cares? There's no rules here. Just enjoy it. Forgotten Fire Winery. They are in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Speaking of fun, they have bands. They have music in there on the weekends. They've got different food vendors. They do a lot for charities. So a lot of great stuff from our friends in Peshtigo at ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. And uh, I sat downstairs last night. I had a glass of hot mess. Uh, it's that time of year. So I'm doing some of the ciders and I'm doing some of the reds. And I had a glass of hot mess last night. I went to the grocery store uh, yesterday afternoon. And I'm now getting in. The apple ciders are coming out. So I'm getting ready for the ciders and stuff. And I can't wait. Do a little bullet bourbon eventually, a little cider, you know, Bud Light beer on the weekend. Had a glass of hot mess last night from Forgotten Fire Winery. Oh, yeah, getting getting my uh, getting my fall drink on. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. But they have got great stuff. Any liquor store, any grocery store, any wine store, ask for it by name. Forgotten Fire Winery. That is Forgotten Fire Winery. So the Packers could run into another situation in which they're going to face yet another team who doesn't have a quarterback. Daniel Jones has an ankle injury. Tyrod Taylor, who's the backup, he's out in concussion protocol. So the Giants right now are working out Jake Fromm, who spent time with the team uh, last season. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, who could possibly be the starting quarterback this weekend in London. So, Bill, I actually watched him play when I was home for a weekend, when the Giants okay. visited the Eagles. Yeah. And I don't know how to put it well, but he struggled. Yeah, to say the least? It wasn't great out there. They okay. brought Mike Glennon back in the game as an upgrade. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, they are they're kind of kind of kind of struggling, so to speak. So the Packers could run into yet another team. Another team. Oh, Loretta Lynn died. Did you see that? I saw a lot of the reaction. This yeah, is where Loretta... my youth catches up with me. Okay. Can't say I knew who that was. Remember Loretta? I, look, she's 90 years old. Her music was even a little bit before my time. But uh, if you are a uh, – I grew up in, in southern Ohio, in Cincinnati – which you are right on the border of Kentucky, which is where bluegrass music originated. And she was part of the bluegrass culture, the country culture, the old school country culture, which my my uh, grandparents loved. So while I grew up on Top 40 and rock, um, I, I knew a lot of that. So, yeah, Loretta Lynn just passed away. So there you go. I'm just throwing it out there just because people would know the name. That's it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So in response to what I was saying earlier today about my the, the, the ghost call, so to speak, Matt says, did you try calling the voicemail 
uh, the number back from the voicemail. No, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that today when I get off the air. And if you're just tuning us in, um, I got a call last night uh, from a guy I haven't talked to in like 15 years. And I didn't, I didn't answer it. I just kind of let it go to voicemail. I had one eye open when I was, you know, in bed. So I got up this morning, listened to the voicemail. It said, you know, hey, Bill, it's Mark. Give me a call back. So uh, anyway, I had communicated this with my, my ex-wife, Judy, at the time because that's who we were friends with. Uh, and I haven't talked to them really probably since Judy and I got divorced. And uh, so I called her and I said, hey, you know, have you talked to them lately? Why are they calling me out of the blue? She goes, I don't know, but I was just thinking about them the other day. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll check it. So I checked the voicemail, and then she sends me a text about 20 minutes later, said, check your uh, the messages over on Facebook. Uh, he died in July uh, of this year. So where that call came from and his voice, I, I, I have no idea. But uh, I, I plan on giving that a call back. Do it on air. Today. Yeah. Do it on air? Yeah. If he answers the phone, then what? That's a great question. I didn't you'll think hear that pub, far. You'll hear an... Uh, You'll hear an absolute. Without drinking the ayahuasca, you'll hear the results. <laughs> Without doing the uh, the poncha cleanse, you'll hear the results. It'll be just, you'll hear it on the floor. Pump. That'll be it. Pass the hell out. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, let's do this. Let's break. We'll uh, quit talking about death at the moment, even though it is the spooky month of that. Oh, by the way, Ben, do you now do you have cable or what do you watch? You stream? I stream mostly. Okay. Okay. So I get up this morning. I'm getting out of the shower. Here's another one uh, that that grabs me. And and first of all, I cannot wait till the election's done because the the ads have to stop. I, I I can't take any more of the the ads, the political ads that just drive me nuts. But I got up this morning and I'm I'm. I'm drying my hair and I'm in the uh, I'm in the bathroom and I've got the TV on in my bedroom and I can hear it and it says the spine tingling and I'm thinking oh my god what is this it's the spine tingling competition for spooky foods in October on the food network why is food spine tingling unless you're feeding me arsenic don't get it just another ad that was just another clickbait that wasn't put it up there with the political ads that that wasn't it just it just, i don't know things irked me today for some reason i don't know why <laughs> so that's it things pissed me off there you go more than bill michael show next Ready? this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Tomorrow night, uh, the Bill Michaels Huddle back. We're going to be uh, back at the Mecca tomorrow night. Uh, I know we've been down there a little while, uh, a couple times already, but going to be back at the Mecca tomorrow night down at the Fiserv Forum and the Deer District. So look for us down there tomorrow night, 6 to 8. The Bill Michaels Huddle is back, and uh, we'll be down there again 6 to 8 tomorrow night. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and the official beer sponsor of now the Fiserv Forum as well, going into their first season as the sole holder for the uh, the beverage sponsor. So there you go. Kudos to, uh, to Bud Light. All right, it's time. Time now for our uh, our power rankings in the NFL after a uh, 
a little bit of a topsy-turvy week three. Uh, so this is where we go where, uh, excuse me, four, week four, not week three, week four, as we go into week five. And the Green Bay Packers sitting at three and one. But this is where we go. And I'm going to kind of hit the bottom group first, and then we'll get into the top ten. Uh, Houston, uh, not a good football team at all. They are dead last. Carolina moves out of that basement. Uh, they go to 31st. Chicago stinks on ice. They're 30th. Washington, not much better at 29th. Indianapolis doesn't move. They're sitting at 28th. I really am disappointed in Indy. Um, they really try to catch lightning in a bottle with Matt Ryan, and it just it is turned to crap, for lack of a better term. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, they took a shot. Mitch Trubisky is not the answer. And it just basically reinforces the fact that the Ryan Pace choice to bring him in and trade up to get him was a colossal mistake on a part of the Chicago Bears. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, Bears. You're doing great. Uh, the Jets, they fall a spot. They're 26. Detroit, who I just, I, I want to see them win so badly. They just, they're coming close. But eventually, you got to learn how to win. Otherwise, you're just a perennial loser. And the Detroit uh, Lions sit at number 25. Seattle, number 26. They stay even. New England continues to fall. And uh, they uh, are running out of quarterbacks quickly. Uh, although Bailey Zappi impressed me. They fall a couple of spots down to 23. Um, you've got uh, Arizona sitting at number 22. They They move up four spaces. They just look bad. I thought this was going to be a really good year. It looks like, it, to me, anyway, if it continues in this pace, Cliff Kingsbury going to be out of a job at the end of the year. Cleveland falls a couple of spaces uh, to 21. Jacksonville is even. I don't know what to make of them yet, but Jacksonville is even. They sit at number 20. The Giants fall a couple of spaces. They're out of quarterbacks. Uh, they're at number 19. New Orleans falls a spot. They're at number 18. Uh, the Raiders. Raiders are down five. And even though they got the win, Denver is scratched because Denver is sitting at number 16 and they stay at the same spot. The The Raiders, they're an enigma. They're supposed to be good, but they're not. And they look dysfunctional. So I, I don't know if I'm going to go in that direction. Uh, that moves us up over yet. 14. Uh, the Chargers right there at number 14. They have fallen uh, quite a few spots. They fall eight spots. Tampa falls eight spots. And uh, speaking of Tampa, Ben, did you see what Antonio Brown did? Yes, I did, Bill. I was excited for us to get to this story. What a total jet. Did you see um, sh- there's a video going that's gone viral, Shannon Sharp? Yeah. That's Shannon Sharp. Um, for those that are, are just tuning in, um, Anto- um, the, the New York Post put a story out about Tom Brady and Giselle and they have both hired divorce attorneys and such. And it looks like that marriage is coming to an end. And Antonio Brown put out a post of him and Giselle hugging. Were there words with it? Oh, that's not what I was thinking about. Oh, okay. Then you tell me what you, cause I've been trying to get it and I can't <laughs> find it. So you, you tell me more because uh, the, what, what I learned about it, put it this way, when I learned of it, uh, was not necessarily seeing the post. It was, I saw something where it says Shannon Sharp goes off in, on Antonio Brown. And Shannon Sharp, I mean, ate him up and said what a classless guy he is. He's a clown. Nobody, I, apparently he lives in Dubai. Did you know that? No. 
Bill, I think you missed the biggest story of the weekend. Okay, I didn't see it, so give give it to me. What is it? Is and, that where he's got his junk out? The picture where he posted with his junk out? Antonio Brown was butt naked in a pool and yeah. started exposing himself to everybody there. Yeah, that I did see. And there's a video. Right, that I did see. I did not. I Put it this way. He's an, he's an idiot. He's either mentally unstable or an idiot. And since everybody wants to kind of pat him on the back and say he's not mentally unstable, he's okay, they keep condoning this type of stuff, you'd look at him and say, okay, you're an idiot. And I don't talk about him because I'm like, kind of like, you know, I just don't want to dignify this guy with any discussion. He's a loser. He's an effing loser. That's all he is. And now this comes out. So was there more to that post that I missed? I don't think so. I wasn't aware okay. of that. I thought the story was just about him showing his junk to people. No, this was he. The minute word started to leak out that Tom Brady and Giselle have hired uh, divorce attorneys, he started posting pictures of him and Giselle. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's what really a, a lot of people that in the NFL said, look, no one wanted you. Tom Brady not only wanted you, he took you home. He tried to make you safe. He tried to get you on the right path. He tried to work with you. He tried to give you his trainer. And all you did was turn around and slap him. And now you're posting pictures of him and his uh, of you and his wife as they're announcing that they could possibly be getting divorced. That's that's where a lot of people he's an idiot. He's going to go show his junk to everybody who cares. He's an idiot. But that's what he was doing when word started to break late last night, early this morning, that the divorce attorneys have been hired by uh, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, And he started then right away posting pictures of him and Giselle. I mean, it's hugging, it's after football games and such, whatever. But it's that's that's what they that's what everybody's going off at. So anyway, I kind of took a weird turn there as we were talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at number 13, falling eight spots in today's uh, top 25 power rankings. Is there any? Is there anything else? Did anything else happen in the pulling your junk out and walking around showing people in the pool video? Has there been uh, any fallout from that? There's definitely more in the video. I don't think there's fallout. I don't know what fallout there could be. Isn't Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They said he was in Dubai doing that. Yes. Which he, in Dubai, that'll get you arrested. Oh, I did not know that. He is an yeah. aspiring rap artist in Dubai. Yeah, no, that that's supposedly in Dubai. I mean, they have strict laws on certain things you can and can't do, and that's supposedly one of them. So um, they were saying that, you know, because he's Antonio Brown, they're giving him a pass. But he should be in jail over in Dubai because that's like some of those the, the, the strict things. I, I had a friend of mine that uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy was telling me one time about playing a show where the women and the men are separated in the theater. And you can't see any of the women's faces. You know, exposure of yourself for women women or men is forbidden. So, I mean, he's he, like, should be in jail. But I guess because it's him, that's what uh, Shannon Sharp was saying. I guess because it's him, they're giving him a pass. But people have to quit giving this guy a pass for this terrible behavior. So, anyway. Um, number 12, Minnesota. They fall four spots. Uh, they just uh, they, they look nowhere near the team that beat the hell out of the Packers. 
Uh, so then we get into the the Rams. They fall a couple of spots after last night's loss. They continue to fall from uh, the top spot at the beginning of the season. They're down down to 11. Now we go to the top 10. Top 10. Tennessee stays right the same. They're right there at number 10. Dallas moves up a few spaces. They are at number 9. They're winning with Cooper Rush, for God's sakes. Miami falls, and they fall because they got beat by Cincinnati and because uh, we don't know how long two is going to be out and what the long-term effects is this going to be, just looking at the power rankings for that team. Uh, they go to number eight, uh, and uh, then Baltimore, they move up one spot. They uh, they Offensively, they look good. Secondary, their secondary is not good at all, and it gives me a real quandary as to who to start this week. I got Joe Burrow going against the Baltimore Ravens and Aaron Rodgers going against the New York Giants. I'm not quite sure, quite sure who to start because both secondaries are not good, so we'll see. Uh, and speaking of Cincinnati, they move up a couple of spots to number six after getting a win over two in company and looking rather tenacious defensively. Number five staying even, the Green Bay Packers. Number four up three spots after last night's win. Uh, give uh, credit to the San Francisco uh, 49ers. Kansas City, they stay the same. They're sitting at number three, the Bills and the top team flip-flop. I've got the Bills at number two. And the number one team in the power rankings, Ben Kenny, is none other than your Philadelphia Eagles. It's a little low. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Do you disagree with any of that? Not really. I'm in on the Niners. I think as time goes on, they will prove to be a really good team. But it's Their tough. Their defense looked really good again. They do, yeah, they do. D'Amico Ryan's will yeah. be a head coach, I think, right. going forward. But I, the whole AFC, uh, NFC West is just weird. And what? They're two and two so far in the season. Everybody's two and two. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing: when you talk about the Rams, the Rams now face the Cowboys. And if you think you couldn't handle the pass rush that the 49ers were, were 49ers were bringing you, here comes Micah Parsons. Holy crap, what are you going to do? Last night, uh, you saw Matthew Stafford sacked seven times. What I counted when I went back and looked at that, I think maybe one, possibly two of the sacks, he might have hung onto the ball a little bit. Other than that, I mean, they were coming from everywhere, up the gut, from the end, you name it. They were hitting the hell out of him. So last night, Matthew Stafford just got that crap beat out of him. Just got the crap beat out of him last night. Seven sacks and numerous, I think, ten hits. They had on the quarterback, and here comes Michael Parsons down the tube. I can only imagine they're going to uh, they're going to falter yet again. Uh, so there you go. That's the top ten: Philly Bills, Kansas City, San Francisco, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Miami, Dallas, and Tennessee. The top ten in the power rankings this week. Our opinion via the NFL. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers reviewed their 27-24 win over the Patriots. David Bakhtiari took nearly all of the snaps at left tackle. Sitting out just one series, he logged 70 plays into overtime Sunday night. Awesome. Love it. Maybe 3-1. It's a good spot to be in right now. Um, soak it in and then obviously turn the page quickly and move on to London against the Giants. The Giants beat the Bears 20-12, but it had a lot of injuries. Quarterback Daniel Jones suffered a sprained ankle, but had to return to the game when his backup, Tyrod Taylor, suffered a concussion. Yeah, I mean, I know I was going back in. I thought, you know, I knew we'd be creative kind of in how we'd scheme up certain runs to, to keep it moving forward. But, 
you know, I knew I was going back in. I felt good about it. Running back Saquon Barkley rushed for 146 yards as the Giants improved to three and one. First of all, you got to give credit to DJ coming back in the game. Um, you know, that's he's. Uh, I can't curse. He's a tough, you know what? Packers safety Adrian Amos left the Patriots game with a concussion. Matt LaFleur says he's proud of his team despite having to play a full overtime period to beat the one and three Patriots. You know, there, there's a lot of things that I thought we did really well, but there's a lot of things that we have to clean up moving forward. We're going to have another three and one team in London, and you look at the Giants, and Saquon Barkley is a, a definitely a force, and he's one of the premier backs in this league. And there's a lot to clean up before we go and we get on that plane to go to London. That's Packers head coach Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. CBS 58 coming up after the top of the hour. Going to talk with him. By the way, the Buffalo Bills still favored. Still favored to win the Super Bowl. Um, they are 7-2 to odds right now. Kansas City has gotten a little bit better. They are sitting at 7-1. to one. Um, You've also got Philadelphia now at 7-1. to one. The Packers have climbed to 12-1. to one. But, and while they were uh, just a couple of weeks ago a little bit less than number four to win it, uh, Tampa Bay has fallen off. They are tied with the Packers at 12 to 1. Then there's Baltimore at 16 to 1, and it moves on down from there. Uh, the Packers and the Buccaneers kind of flip flopping spaces. But that's uh, the top 10 are Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, San Francisco, the Chargers, the Rams, and then Cincinnati coming in at 22 to 1 they're tied with Miami at this point and the Vikings uh but the better chance I think out of those three probably still is Cincinnati Miami we'll have to wait and see how long two is actually out but uh, those are the top 10 right now according to Las Vegas at betonline.ag and also brought to you by any betting brought to you by our friends over at Potawatomi Hotel Casino don't forget to go to paysbig.com that is paysbig.com and uh, support our friends right here in our own backyard. That is Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And they continue to add entertainment and gaming and some terrific uh, events and such and food uh, in the different restaurants down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. So when you're going to the Milwaukee area, great place to stay and play, as they say. Uh, I'm going to talk some Brewers baseball and Packers football coming up in the next uh, uh, coming up in the next uh, hour. Uh, going back to the uh, weird phone call that I got uh, last night, you say you, quote, have Mark's number yet in your phone, a person you haven't spoken to in 15 years. That alone is kind of odd. You should just call back the number that you called, and it's problem solved. You know what? I keep everybody's number. I I, I put – how many people do you go and del- – Ben, do you delete people out of your phone? None. I was actually going through my contacts recently. I have people from when I was in seventh grade still in my phone. Right? I, I have – all I do is go when I get a new phone, I go, it downloads from the cloud, and all my contacts are there. That's what I do. I don't go through and religiously delete people. I will combine numbers if somebody changes jobs or gets a new cell phone or something. But who goes through and deletes people? 
The only time I do that, I do that on Facebook every now and then. I'll kind of, yeah, I got nothing to do. I'm scrolling through. I'll clean it out. Same thing on, on some of the stuff that, you know, goes on like on social media. If I either don't talk to somebody or don't really want, you know, to relate to somebody or whatever, then I'll kind of do that, you know. But beyond that, who goes through and starts deleting that stuff? You know? Weirdos. That's not odd. Yeah, that's not odd. That or you just got way too much damn time on your hands. Another hour yet to go. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us. He is coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.